All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition, a regular edition of NPL Legal Dish. I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself um, get your business paperwork together if you are in, you know, in the middle of getting your own business started, if you need help with that. So if you need help with things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have appropriate contracts, um, hiring employees properly, getting an EIN number, a DUNS number, brand protection through trademarks, copyrights, and patents. I help you with all of that. Hi, Dr. It, IT or IT guy. I'm not sure if it's IT or IT. Um, you may be wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of that, and I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself, both uh, many um, careers in the realms of education, entrepreneurship, the law, hospitality, and administrative support. Hi, Killer Cold Deal. And most important, I'm passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there's just some stuff you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. If you want to see work together or if you would like some help getting your business off the ground, go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you'll be able to set up a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client. Hi, Key Crafty. You will also be able to download my free Biz Starter Cheat Sheet that will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. Um, as well, my business um, startup basics video training is on sale right now for just $19. I know that, you know, the top of the year is when everybody wants, you know, to get those ideas popping off. So I have lowered the price of my business startup um Business Startup Basics video series to just $19 for the month of January so that you guys have an opportunity to get your get your business in order. So, um, oh, and as well, the Logos 101 series that we are in the middle of, my Monday broadcast with Martine Mango from Seedbox Digital. You can pre-order that entire series right now for $29. Those videos are not available on my YouTube channel or on Facebook. Um... But they are available for purchase. You can pre-order right now for $29. When the series is over, the entire bundle will be $79. So I would suggest that you secure your copies now. And you can do all of that at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Now we're, we're done with business. Let's get to the show. If you're, if you, most of you, I think everybody here has been here before. Um, we know how the show works. I pull stories from the news that I think have lessons that we can learn, and we talk about them together. We, I, You guys put your comments in. I ask you to answer some questions. This is a dialogue. This is not just me talking into the Internet, <laughs> okay? This is us having a, a roundtable conversation. Y'all are sitting on my couch, sitting at the table. You know, we're having some drinks, talking over these stories. So I want some good interaction from you guys, both on Instagram and Facebook, all right? So, if we are ready, I'm going to need to see at least, oh, hi, Busy Peach. If we are ready, I need to see at least two readies in the comments. Come on, Facebook. I need to see at least two readies in the comments if we are ready. I want to make sure that we're ready because we have got a lot of stories to cover today, guys, okay? Um, I'll, you know, give me a couple readies. I got to see at least one. I want to make sure that y'all are awake. Are y'all awake out there? 
thank you thank you busy peach says she ready all right hi i am stevie young hi okay so the first story that we are talking about do we have any oh thank you valerie yay all right somebody on facebook said hi hey i'm so happy that you responded okay so does anybody in the audience tonight do we have anybody who was or is a fan of professional wrestling like wwe when i was growing up it was wwf i remember the wrestlers like undertaker and the paul bearer and um you know macho man randy savage um the hulk um all those wrestlers and like um who who was or is a fan of professional wrestling whatever if you think it's fake now fine whatever we know it's fake but it's still fun um, um, but anyway, uh, one of the wrestlers that I grew up, you used to like a growing up key crafty. Um, so one of the wrestlers that I used to see growing up, what <laughs> busy peach said, meh, was a wrestler by the name of Booker T. Um, and he wrestled along with another wrestler who went by Stevie Ray and they were called Harlem heat. Okay. Um, well, Harlem heat may be returning to the WWE because they have just filed a trademark for the Harlem Heat. And apparently Booker T, or the wrestler who goes by the stage name Booker T, has been training. Um, The duo were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last year. And I guess, you know, they've been making some appearances and they, they might be making a comeback. So anybody, you know, if you want some WWF, WWE nostalgia, check out WWE soon. Booker T might be making a return. The only thing I really remember about Booker T was he had dread. That's all. And he wore just some draws, some black draws. Um, (laughs) That's all I remember about Booker T. He wasn't my favorite. My favorites were, um, who were my favorites? Did I have favorites? I definitely liked The Rock. I liked Chris Jericho. Um, Key Craftique remembers Booker T. Anyway, so Harlem Heat might, might be making a comeback. Um, so, you know, congratulations to Booker T for, you know, keeping the muscles up after all these years. Next story we're talking about. Guys, we have another update on... Um, Hi, Sincere39. We have another update on... Uh, ooh, that's not what I meant to do. Um, on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So, um, now we know, we heard in the news, Meghan and Harry have given up their royal titles. So prior to, you know, them kind of renouncing royalty, they were known as his and her royal highness, and they have given up those names, right? Um, but the Daily Mail reported today that they are still using the Sussex Royal brand, Um, because even though they will no longer be referred to as his and her royal highness, they are still a duke and duchess. So they're not, they're not like, you know, excommunicated from the family. They've just kind of taken a demotion. So they're, they're just a duke and duchess now. They're not in line for anything. They don't have any, um, you know, official duties at this point. Um, but they're still going to be using the Sussex Royal brand. Now, the Daily Mail is known to be a messy publication. And the way that they wrote the article was like, oh, how, uh, it seemed like they were saying, how dare they try and use 
you know, a royal title in their, in their brand, but they're still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So it's not completely wrong. Now there are, they're, they're just not called his and her Royal Highness. Um, so there are talks or th there's rumors that there's probably going to be a clothing line started under the Sussex Royal brand. I could see that because apparently Megan was, um, was nominated, uh, like 2017 or 20, in the last couple years, she was nominated as like one of the most powerful dressers. Apparently the girl got some style. She had a whole blog on style. So we may be seeing a Sussex Royal clothing brand coming out soon. And, you know, um, and apparently the checks are coming in. Apparently Netflix has offered them, um, or is in talks with them for a deal. So Megan and Harry are going to be fine. They don't need the crown's money. Hi, Tanya. Um, all right. So that is Megxit. Okay. Um, for those who have come in, um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. You are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where we learn business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you need help getting your business off the ground, go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. There you will be able to download my business launch cheat sheet that will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. You'll also be able to book a free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. So go to Linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Commercial over. Okay. Key Craftique said the way they were being treated, I don't blame them for leaving. I don't either. I was looking, um, thank you for sharing. I was looking at their, their Instagram page and the comments under their last few photos. They're just awful. And can you imagine going through that? Like your whole marriage, like, Oh, awful, but good luck to them. Um, Busy Peach said, I know, right? All caps. Um, okay, so now we are delving into kind of a out there little territory. Um, Tanya said she is the bomb.com. I think she is. Yeah, I think Megan's kind of dope. Um, you know, she's taking on this whole royal family and she's like, I don't care. I'm leaving. I don't need y'all. Good for her. Um... Does, has anybody here heard of the word psilocybin? If you have heard of the word psilocybin, give me a P in the comments because psilocybin actually starts with a P. If you have heard of the word psilocybin, give me a P in the comments. Psilocybin is the active in good hair, good body has heard of it. Um, thank you for the P. So psilocybin is the active ingredient in, uh, what is, a, what is, a, a, thank you, Sincere39, what is affectionately, oh, thank you, Tanya, you're so sweet. Um, psilocybin is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, which, you know, they cause, uh, all types of, you know, reactions. People say they see things, they feel things. Um, there are studies being done on, you know, psilocybin being used to treat depression and all manner of, you know, um, mental issues. Um, so there is a growing interest out there in psilocybin. Um, however, going forward in terms of what, regard whether psilocybin becomes decriminalized or not, it just got a little bit harder because a company has actually just trademarked the word psilocybin. Um, there is a chalk, hi Smith Legal Solution, how are you? 
Sincere 39 said like DMT. Yes, like DMT. So this company, uh, they are a chocolate brand and they have trademarked the word psilocybin for um, the edu- educating the community on the benefits of psychedelics. And this has frustrated uh, people who are advocates of using um, psilocybin and magic mushrooms and who want to advocate for decriminalization because if they're going to be creating materials now, you know, to teach people about the benefits of psilocybin, they could, they may run into some problems because this company, this chocolate brand company has already, you know, they've kind of jumped the gun and gotten a trademark for this. And as we become more accepting of, you know, what used to be, a Tanya Blingologist Kinghorn said, why all of a sudden the illegal drugs have legal uses? Well, people are finding ways to make money with them, just like with marijuana, you know, it was, it, it was, you know, totally criminal for so long, um, because people are finding ways now to corporatize it, they're not, if money is to be made, people are willing to make exceptions. And because now there is a growing interest in psilocybin and its uses in treating mental issues, of course people are going to jump on it. People want to own those things. Remember, tra- uh, trademark squatting is a thing now. Sometimes people will just buy trademarks because they know somebody's going to want it, right? This company, we don't. I, I don't know if they're making chocolates with uh psilocybin in them i really hope not because they could get in a lot of trouble but they have secured the trademark for their brand in terms of educating the community so how do we think this is going to affect organizations so think about um the national organization normal they are here to teach people about you know the benefits of cannabis and you know try and educate people about the benefits of it and why it should be decriminalized and all of that. Think about if somebody took the word, uh, you know, marijuana or cannabis and they trademarked it and normal was not able to use it in their, in their, in their, um, publications or their marketing that could cause some real problems. Now these are nonprofit organizations. They don't have a lot of money to go and fight this, right? So this company jumping on, you know, jumping, jumping to the front of the line and trademarking this word from a business sense, it's super smart. And, you know, kudos to them for having that forward thinking. However, it is, it may cause some problems going forward with nonprofit organizations who want to center their, um, their focus around the uses of psilocybin and educating the public on how to do so safely and why it should be decriminalized. So if you were kind of getting on the psilocybin bandwagon and thought you were going to have your own psilocybin brand, psilocybin is already trademarked. All right. So keep an, um, you know, be careful where you use it. At least don't use it for, uh, educating the community apparently. But remember that's only one area when you trademark when you trademark, you only trademark in, um, in, you have to trademark within a class or a category. So they seem to have only gotten this trademark for one category. That doesn't mean that someone 
can still tr- can't still trademark the word psilocybin in something totally different. They just won't be able to trademark it for educating the community on the benefits of psychedelics. Okay. Um, Tanya said it's going to affect their hiring process when it comes to drug testing. That remains to be seen. Um, even with the decriminalization of cannabis or, you know, sometimes the, the, the total acceptance, like some jobs are just don't want you to be ingesting cannabis. And especially if they're a private company, that is their right. Um, I actually, in my city, there's someone I know personally who has been having a back, back and forth battle with their employer for the last two years because they are a medical marijuana patient and their job was making it, um, was making, uh, was going to do mandatory drug testing. And he said, well, I have a medical card and they've been in a legal battle for the last couple of years. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting, no, not in Boston here in, um, in the DC area. It's going to be a very interesting area to watch. I don't know what is going to happen with psychedelics or psilocybin because that, that's just a dicey area to get into. Um, <laughs> we will have to wait and see. Um, but if you were thinking about psilocy- um, trademarking psilocybin for your nonprofit agency, it's already been um, taken. Um, but that doesn't mean that someone can't challenge the trademark. Someone may go and say, hey, this is not, you, you can't, you can't allow them to trademark this. Someone may say that, you know, either this is a generic term or, you know, in this industry, it's too much of a generic term for them to be able to trademark it. Someone may challenge it. We will have to wait and see. This is not the be all and end all. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we are going to move on to our next story. Does anybody here like tomatoes? If you like tomatoes, give me a tomato emoji. Give me a tomato emoji. Give me a tomato. I don't, I don't really like tomatoes except unless they're like cooked really well, like in my omelet or my mom puts them in something that she's cooking. I'm not a big fan of tomatoes. Sincere39 likes tomatoes. Has anybody heard of Mighty Vine tomatoes or Sunset brand tomatoes? Uh, thank you for the Tomato Smith Legal Solutions. Cynthia now I'm a very picky eater. Don't ask me what I'll... It's, it's better, like, I'm really weird about food. All right. So we've got some tomato lovers here. The, um, we This is a case where... And Tanya likes tomatoes. This is the case of Mighty Vine tomatoes versus Hi Busy with the B versus Mastronardi Produce. Mighty Vine um, tomatoes, they are they grow hydroponics tomatoes in New Rochelle, Illinois. Um, they have had a registered trademark for Mighty Vine since 2016. Um, now Mastronardi Produce, they are loca- located in Ontario, Canada. So they're outside of the country. But they do sell their tomatoes in the United States. They also grow hydroponic tomatoes. Um, but they sell their tomatoes under the brand Sunset brand. Here's the problem. Um, Mastronardi Produce started selling, uh, what they started selling these yellow and red mini grape tomatoes that were marketed to kids. Has anybody seen like those packages of yellow and red grape tomatoes? Um, they started selling those and calling them tiny 
mighty tomatoes. Now, so we've, and the, the, where mighty vine is sold, there are areas where they overlap with the tiny mighty tomatoes, right? So mighty vine with their registered trademark since 2016, they sent a, uh, a cease and desist letter to Master Nardi Produce. Master Nardi Produce said, get out of my face. Um, they filed a trademark in 2018 for Tiny Mighty Tomatoes. Um, now, Mighty Vine, they're planning to expand. They have a $16 million project. They're the only local grower of greenhouse tomatoes in their areas. So they've got, they've got a pretty big operation for Mighty Vine. And then you have this Canadian company coming in and they're calling their tomatoes Tiny Mighty Tomatoes. And ostensibly the two brands are being sold or can be sold in the same place. So do you think that it is a good idea? Do you think that Mighty Vine has an argument here in going after Mastronardi produce for their tiny Mighty Tomatoes? Do you think that someone, if I'm in a grocery store and I see Mighty Vine tomatoes and then I see Tiny Mighty tomatoes, am I going to mix them up? Tanya Blingologist asked, what are hydroponic tomatoes? Um, I think hydroponic is the manner in which the tomatoes are grown. It's the growing method. Um, <clears throat> Sincere39, you think that there will be confusion between Mighty Vine tomatoes and Tiny Mighty tomatoes? Hi, a a guy OEC. Um, good hair, good body also thinks that there would be confusion with tiny mighty with mighty vine and tiny mighty tomatoes. All right, so we you know while we are a small group, this we are the public, and what our perception is reality. So if I'm in the grocery store and I see mighty vine tomatoes and tiny mighty tomatoes, I might think, oh, these are the same company. Uh, let me let me pick one of these up, right? So. Mighty Vine Tomatoes, they are well within their rights to go after this uh, Canadian tomato company and say, hey, we've already got a trademark on Mighty in the realm of tomatoes. Now, Mighty is not a word, you just looked at the price, Mighty is not a word that is generic within the tomato, uh, with, within the tomato sphere. So remember, you can't trademark things that are generic in your industry. So if I do hair, I can't trademark the word comb or brush because those are things that are common in my industry, right? But I could trademark, I don't know, the hair hammer or whatever, right? So in tomatoes, Mighty is not a word that comes up often in tomatoes. So yeah, because it is not a unique, uh, you know, a generic word within the tomato sphere, there is a possibility that there could be confusion. Um, good hair, good body said hydroponic produce is not grown in dirt. They are grown in a nutrient rich water solution or gel. So Tanya, um, I hope that that was an answer for you. Um, tomatoes are, hydroponic tomatoes are grown in a nutrient-rich water or gel solution, okay? Um, okay, Janine said the name. Yeah, there, there, there is a likelihood of confusion with the name. So we're going to wait and see what happens between Mighty, Mighty Vine and Mastronardi Produce. But what do you guys think the result will be in this, um, in this case? Do you think that there is room for the both of them to coexist? Or do you think that um, Tiny Mighty Tomatoes 
may have to change their name. Hello, Kevy1789 and Janine9837. What do you guys think? Ooh, okay. I don't know if, yeah, we're not going to have time to finish all these stories tonight. Um, good hair, good body. Tanya said thank you. All right, while you guys put your answers in for that, we are going to do one more story and then we're going to um, close down. Um, so, good hair, good body said there will likely be a name change. Um, I agree with you. I feel like mighty, it is a unique, and like I said, I feel like it's a unique enough word that you can't just say, oh, you know, we thought of it out of nowhere. Um, good hair, good body, say you're welcome, Tanya. Um, but we'll wait and see because sometimes what, what the judge decides or what the panel decides is not what we as the public would decide. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right. So last story we are talking about has to do with someone who has been on this show a lot. And I'm starting to think that there is something in the milk that ain't clean with homegirl. Anybody here ever heard of Ariana Grande? If you have heard of Ariana Grande, give me an AG in the comments. We talk about her a lot on this show. We have talked about her uh, being sued by paparazzi for um, putting photos that they took of her on her Instagram. She is suing Forever 21. Um, thank you for the AG Busy Peach. Thank you, Cynthia 39. She was suing Forever 21 for $10 million because they used um, her image or the likeness of her image as well as uh, her song Seven Rings for an ad campaign and did not pay her her money. Well, guess what? Um, Ariana Grande is being sued. Thank you for all the AGs. Ariana Grande is being sued for copyright infringement for the song that she is suing Forever 21 for using. <laughs> so Ariana Grande's song, Seven Rings. Hi, Lisey J. Um, I don't, it's, it's, it goes like, um, the, uh, how's it go? I want it. I got it. I don't know. Anyway, go look up Ariana Grande's Seven Rings, okay? Anyway, so Ariana Grande, her her album, it did well. Her album, Sweetener, did well. One of the songs on the album was called Seven Rings. Forever 21 used this song in an ad campaign without Ariana Grande's permission, right? And Ariana Grande is suing them now for $10 million because they used the song and her image. Well, apparently she is, um, she didn't, that, she did not originate with that song. Um, Kevy said, oh, I remember that lawsuit against her. Busy Peach said, it's sung to the tune of favorite things from the sound of music. Not only that, not just the sound of music. So listen to this, okay? There is an artist by the name of Josh Stone. He's a rapper. He goes by the name Dot. He said that um, the the beat, lyrics, and hook hook and rhythmic structure of Seven Rings is very similar to his song called You Want It, I Got It. Now, remember, this song, Seven Rings, generated about $10 million of revenue for Ariana Grande and 642 million views. You Want It, I Got It has about 24,000 views. Here's, here's the kicker. Josh Stone had a meeting with Universal, 
which is the company that owns Ariana Grande's label. And one of the people in that meeting was one of, was Ariana Grande's producer who produced the song Seven Rings. So now Josh Stone, I actually went up and looked at and, and, and listened to the song and looked at the video. The music itself, the, the melody, granted, I am not a professional musician. To me, it doesn't sound that close. But however, the cadence and the rhythm of how the words are said seems similar to me. Um, but, and, and now he's suing for, um, some of the profits of this song. So much so that, um, Ariana, she was supposed to perform this song for an award show on January 26th, and she's not going to be able to. Now, um, the, go, getting to the sound of music, the clip, Ariana Grande's people, they did use a clip from the sound of music, and they did not get permission from Rodgers and Hammerstein, who owns that music. So guess what they had to do? They made $10 million from this song. They had to give up $9 million to Rodgers and Hammerstein of the profit. So they had to give up 90% of their profits for copyright infringement, okay? That is how serious intellectual property is. A song that generated $10 million, they only get to keep $1 million. Now, $1 million is nothing to sneeze at. But had you done your due diligence, you might have been able to keep it. Busy Peach said, and they should have, right? So don't go out here using people's clips. But I'm I'm getting very suspicious of Ariana Grande because she is always in the news getting sued for something and suing people. Mm. Either change your circle, girl. <laughs> Busy Peach said it was blatantly obvious. It it was blatantly obvious because I do remember hearing that tune. But us as the average listener, we're not necessarily thinking, oh, did they get clearance for that, right? Whatever. So, um, we'll see what happens with this guy, Josh Stone. Um, <laughs> Lizzie J said, always be, yes, she is. She gets sued for pictures, for songs. Hmm, what's going on, Ariana Grande? You might need some new people around you. Um, but yes, so those are the stories that we have time for tonight. Uh, there are two stories left, but I will cover them tomorrow because they are very meaty and um, time is running low. But thank you guys so much for hanging out. Um, remember that you can book your free 15-minute consultation for business formation issues at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm linktree forward slash npl consulting firm linktree forward slash npl consulting firm also remember that you can pre-order the um logos 101 video series that we are doing right now every monday with martine mango from seedbox digital she's here every monday teaching us everything she knows about the seven types of logos and how to position yourself for proper branding um Tanya Blingala just said there are several artists that do the same. So now that we've done with the stories, we're going to do a few minutes of Q&A and commentary. If you guys have any comments about the stories that we covered or questions, let me know um, about the Harlem Heat. Who's excited about the Harlem Heat possibly coming back? Megan and Harry, what do you think their clothing line might look like? What, like, what type of clothing do you think they're going to get into? Anybody here into psilocybin? What do you think about psilocybin being trademarked by this chocolate company? Um, what about, um, and Ariana Grande, do you think that, that, that her people were, do you think that this is her people's fault or her fault? Because Ariana wasn't at these meetings. Let me know what y'all think. 
Because these stories aren't just for us to listen. It's for us to kind of mull over in our brains, come up with our own opinions so we can kind of put these concepts that can seem abstract and make them physical, make them real for us. And that's why we use these stories. Ooh, don't forget about, yes, y'all, February 6th, I'm going to be doing a collab with Tanya um, Blingologist. She is the tax queen. We are going to be doing a collab on Instagram on February 6th, so look out for that. Um, we're going to be getting you right for 2020 um, tax season as well. Any other questions? Questions about business formation, like EIN numbers, contracts, registering your business with the state, hiring employees, all that structural stuff. This is the time to ask that. We got about three more minutes. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for your energy, for your time. You don't have to spend your time with me, but you do come here. Some of y'all are here every night, and I appreciate you. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Um, I know they're watching. Good hair, good body said, Ariana needs advisors that do their due diligence. Absolutely. You can't tell me that you are a producer for her. You're in this meeting and all of a sudden, oh, the cadence just happens to show up. Now, maybe the tune, uh, we could argue that maybe the tune got stuck in his head and he just didn't realize it. But either way, there is a similarity between this guy's song and yours. And you already had to come up off of $9 million to Rodgers and Hammerstein. You might have to come up the rest of that million dollars and then some to this um, to this gentleman, Josh Stone. Um, yes. So we got two more minutes, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank uh, every, all the new viewers who came in. Um, come back. Um, good hair, good body said they are costing her money. Yes, they are costing her money. And you know, there any, there's not even that much money in streaming or the actual music. The money now is in touring, right? They're cutting into her tour money. All right, guys. So I think we are good there. I think we can end here. We're going to be back tomorrow. Um, we're going to finish these two stories, we've got stories about Rolexes and New York Fashion Week, so all you, you know, fashion people, tune in, um, have a good night, take care of yourselves, I'm gonna go upload this to the YouTube page, oh, you're welcome, Tanya, and thank you for your information, too, guys, if you need tax tips, go check out King Tax Services 18, um, good hair, goodbye, said thanks, great info, thank you, and y'all, if y'all need skincare tips and hair tips, go check out Good Hair, Good Body, she's awesome, alright, so good night, y'all, and I'll see you tomorrow, bye.